Welcome to the Wedding Sassholes, your no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups that we see companies making and the practical strategies you can implement today. This month's topic is maximizing your slow season. And in this episode, you'll learn tried and tested social media scheduling and different programs and strategies to help you stay on track. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negron. And welcome to The Shit Show. Episode 32 of The Wedding Sassholes. <laughs> this episode is for you people that I go hunting to find you on Instagrams and on the Facebooks. And I find your account and it says you haven't posted in eight weeks or 52 weeks. Or I found a caterer last week and it said 152 weeks. Was the last Just, time they posted? Yeah, that's three years since wow. they posted on the account. And, um, you know, I know it can be overwhelming. And during COVID, we had a lot of time. So most of us got a little bit ahead on that. But that's when Vanessa and I were talking about what are the best things that you can really utilize during slow season. Mm -hmm. And this was a hot topic of one of them, because I feel like it's the thing when you're really busy, we just don't prioritize. Yeah, it goes to the wayside, unfortunately. Yeah. And so today we are going to talk about scheduling your social media, not getting too heavy into some of the deeper topics of like content. We'll touch on a few ideas, but really about, you know, the concept of batching it out. I like, I like batching out. I like doing things in advance. It saves me time later. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, if you can get into the habit of doing this during your slow season, I feel like it'd be easier to be more consistent and keep going. I think that's the thing though. You have to build the habit. You have to build the habit in the slow season so that in the busy season, it's already a habit. And so you're, you're programmed to do it. You are your habits after all. Yeah. What do you think about this topic? With this topic, I see a lot of people that are inconsistent. So I think it's very important to talk about. I also think that if you're just posting with no type of strategy, you're basically just throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. And that's the wrong way to go. You have to be consistent. Your clients see when you're not consistent. And they also see the when you're super random. I mean, this is the thing that I do all the time. So I, I think it'll be a good thing to bring up, especially in this maximizing your slow season. and. Mm -hmm making sure that we use our time wisely. I think it's going to be good for people to work on. I agree. So let's start with talking about the platforms a little bit, because I feel like when we say social media, it can get a little bit overwhelming in terms of the types, the what, the how. So let's talk through what I would suggest being the three platforms that couples are using the most when it comes to their wedding that you can turn into lead conversion. So mm -hmm. not just, I mean, we're actually leaving Pinterest off of this list because one of the things that I have found with paying and investing and hiring Pinterest coaches was that it drove a lot of traffic to my website that wasn't quality traffic. So mm -hmm. we're going to leave Pinterest off this list. So what's the first platform you want to talk about? We're going to go back to the one of the first platforms that people were on Facebook. Oh, Facebook, Facebook. is Facebook. It it is an older platform. I there are still younger generations on it, but I feel like it's more of the older generations or the older couples, the moms. I I feel like it is geared towards millennials and older. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's still it's still a popular social media. I mean, 
even if you're on Instagram and on TikTok all the time, you still have a Facebook. So I think that that would be the first one that we start with. Yeah, I mean, I think the challenge when it comes to Facebook is that trying to get reach without paying for ads, it can be really challenging. Like you have this account and you're posting on it. And, you know, when you go back and you look at your statistics, it can be pretty sad to see how many people actually saw the post or how many, you know, you only got two likes where same post over on Instagram, you'll get a hundred likes, you know, things like that. But, um, but we use Facebook really strategically here at Wedding Venue Map by um, the opportunity to link back to your website. We get about 1500 clicks a month from our Facebook account directly to our website. So when I say linking back to your website, thinking about really specific pages that you can be posting about content-wise, like your about page, your contact page, your galleries, your blog, blog posts, if you're blogging, all of those things. So it's really good for linking and people tend to click through before they will, you know, like and comment on a business page. It's just because they don't really see it all that much. I will tell you from experience that, when I post a reel on Instagram, as opposed to posting a reel on Facebook, I actually get more views on the reel from Facebook. Yes, I agree. Which is, is mind boggling to me. I have some videos, same exact video, because the platforms are connected. Same exact video will get a couple hundred on Instagram, but then get a few thousand on Facebook. So that is something to keep in mind. I yeah. would say- I think video good- content does really well on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It does because they now have where you're scrolling in the feed. It'll just show videos as one of the scrolls Mm -hmm. as you're scrolling through. It shows just videos and it's not of people that you know. It's just randomized algorithm things that they're putting in front of you. So if you're already in the wedding planning process and you've been looking up different vendors or different venues on your Facebook, it's going to automatically put other wedding vendors into that feed. Yeah, you marked yourself as engaged. Like Mm -hmm. there's very specific triggers inside of Instagram. I mean, inside of Facebook that would go there. I also think Facebook is a really good opportunity to showcase albums of photos. So taking your real weddings, let's say you're a planner, going through them, grabbing your top like 40 images or 30 images out of it, kind of creating an album, putting them on there. If you're a venue, you could do like just ceremony photos and putting an album there. Uh, you know, ceremony, the details, you know, some of your like enhancements. And I think that that's a really good functionality when you get those wedding images in from a photographer. That's a great place for you to kind of grab a chunk of them and put them up there and then be able to share that over to your personal page or share it even into some of the Facebook groups. I think it's an also a great idea to within those albums, if you have different types of services, corporate birthdays, showers, weddings, divided up, divided up into the albums. You could also do it with your favorite top five or however many venues divide up the albums amongst the venues. I mean, Mm -hmm. think of it kind of like you do your website when your galleries, make sure that you're categorizing it so that if someone is on your Facebook, they can easily go in there and find if you're doing like for my business, we do cakes and desserts. I have a separate album for just different birthday things that we've done. I have a separate album for just corporate events, for just weddings. For mm-hmm. I, I haven't done the venues yet. That's on my summer list to do at my work away. But if you break it up, it's easier for them to navigate instead of just scrolling through all of your uploads. Make sure you're categorizing it so they can find specifically what they're looking for. Awesome. All right. We've beat Facebook to death. Let's talk about Instagram. But the majority of today's conversation is going to be about Instagram. So I think the most important piece that 
you need to know for Instagram is this is where couples are specifically looking for vendors and can convert to leads the fastest. That is correct. I would say a lot of, if it's not a referral base for us, for a lead, it's coming directly from Instagram. And they say that on the the information sheets. Yeah, and they go down the rabbit hole. They click on a pretty wedding and then they see, oh, who was the photographer? Then they click on that photographer. Then they're scrolling there and they're like, oh, who made that cake on the photographer's thing? They just go down these rabbit holes of things on Instagram. So they are specifically vendor hunting on that platform. They are looking for vendors. You know, they're going to the venue pages and seeing who's tagging that venue, who's the venue tagging, who's the planner tagging. So we're going to talk a lot about Instagram today when it comes to scheduling, but that's my best is the money. Your biggest amount of money from a lead perspective is in Instagram. Do you agree? I agree. With the tagging, I have had a few couples as of recently, um, they put Instagram. And then when I asked them, oh, how did you find us on Instagram? They found us from tagged videos of their other vendors. Uh-huh. So their venue, you know, they went to their venue's Instagram page and then they went to the tagged photos and our photo popped up because I tagged it, I geo tagged it or whatever, but that's how they found us was from us tagging them on a photo and showing up in those tagged photos, not just giving them credit on the photo, but actually tagging it to where it shows up on their feed. So just keep that in mind as well. I love it. I totally agree. I mean, that's how I find things all the time. Mm-hmm. Right, last up for platforms is TikTok. This is where couples are looking for ideas and inspiration. They are not so much going there searching for vendors. I'm not saying they can't organically find you because you happen to hit their for you page or same thing they get tagged through, but that's not the platform where they're specifically looking for that yet. But I think it will grow down that, but um, and I know not all of you are into TikTok. The amount of times I talk to a vendor and they're like, I don't even have TikTok. And I'm like, oh my God, welcome to 2020. You're, you're missing out on such a big opportunity. If you don't know, we just had a sound off on this. So go listen to it. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, the easiest thing here is I would say if you're like, oh, I don't know, I can't handle TikTok too. If you're making reels on Instagram, there's a great app called SnapTik. S-N-A-P-T-I-K. And you can just take your reels and you drop the link to the reel into Snaptick and then you can download them with no logo on them and go put them over on TikTok. So at least you can just repurpose the content. Um, it's I feel like doing something on that platform is better than doing nothing. Yeah. So I do it the opposite way because I'm lazy. I record it on TikTok because yeah. for, for me, that editing a video on TikTok is so much quicker and easier than it is on Instagram. I don't know why it takes so long on Instagram. I just think the video of, editor is better on TikTok. It's it's a lot better. So I am lazy and I don't even remove my TikTok little bouncing logo in the video, but I do cut out the end piece. I download it from TikTok. Once I upload it to TikTok, I download it to my phone, delete the end part of the video. Because every TikTok video, if you don't know, it pops up your name and then does like this little animation thing. I delete that part and then I just upload that directly to my reels on Instagram. So do you know why it's important to remove the logo? What? Inform me. Educate me today. 
Well, the so the reason it's important to inform to remove the watermark logo. So meaning if you made it on Instagram and you go to download it, it puts a little Instagram logo on it. TikTok does the same thing, is that those the other platform you're looking for does neither one of them want you to repurpose content. So what mm-hmm. they do is they actually limit your views if you send it over with if it's got the other platform's logo on it, it will actually limit the reach if it has well, Will the SnapTick delete the TikTok logo or yes. it just deletes the Instagram logo? No, no, it removes the logos on both. Nice. So go yeah. do that, guys. I'm, yeah. I'm lazy, so I haven't done it. So go do it. It's okay. But I mean, if you're going to do it, if you're finding though, maybe that's one of the reasons why your reach on Instagram isn't as good as on Facebook because Instagram is looking for the TikTok logo. These are two different accounts that I was talking oh, about. Oh, got it. I got it. So, I get it. I get what you're saying. Okay, so (laughs) we've gone through the three platforms we think you should be spending time and energy. So let's talk about why batching and scheduling actually is important to do. Um, Go ahead. For me, my week gets very busy, especially during busy season, the holidays. So if I can batch it out, if I can sit down and just put aside a few hours at the beginning of a month, I don't care what month, but I can just batch it all out and have it all done. It's so much less work off my plate and less stress. But specifically, if you're going to be on vacations or if you're going to, you know that you have a really busy season, doing that in advance keeps you consistent. It keeps you on track. It puts you ahead of the game. And then it gives you more of that like cushion of you don't have to rush, put everything out. And then last minute be like, oh crap, we don't have anything for the week. You can just constantly stay on top of it kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's it's a matter of, you know, you've said the few, the word a few times and we're going to keep harping on it today is that the game of social media is about consistency. And so we want to build you want to build a plan that actually works for you that you can stay on top of and be consistent with. And you know, I'm going to think all the way back to my very first job in the wedding industry. You know, we had Facebook pages, but there was no scheduling functionality. And then when I went to go work at the venue, you know, there really wasn't time for me to do it during the day. But at that point, Facebook added the ability to be able to schedule your posts where you could upload the images, you could write the caption, pick the date, pick the time when you wanted it to go. And I was like, man, this is so life changing because I can spend an hour even at home at night watching TV. Like I could spend an hour and get a ton of posts scheduled within that hour. And then I'm a big fan of time blocking. I'm sure you've heard me talk about it. If not, keep listening because you'll hear me say it over and over again. But it's easier to time block, you know, once a week or once every other week to sit down for even an hour or two hours to create the content um, so that it just keeps on flowing because... You know, it's just never going to be at the top of your to-do list. There's always going to be leads to do. There's always going to be. And I know I've heard all of you. You say things like, I wish I could just hire someone to do it for me. Well, guess what? You either have to spend a freaking fortune to hire professionals who know what they're doing. And when I say a fortune, I'm talking like $600 to $1,000 a month. And for that, they post like three times a week, make one video. And you're just like, what? Like... Mm-hmm. To get people to know what they're doing, or you can hire students who have no idea what they're doing. But if you don't have any idea what you're doing, you're potentially letting them screw up your whole world because God knows what they're posting and doing. So you can have a strategy and have a plan, but 
you just have to be consistent with it. You know, we're going to focus on Instagram a little more on today's topic. So, you know, I am a rock star at the feed. I never have a problem getting my feed posts in, getting, you know, the reels made. That for us is not an issue. But if you only post on the feed, you're massively missing out. Mm -hmm. I agree. So I, on the other hand, am more about doing stories and reels for my business. Mm -hmm. So stories, my suggestion for stories is if you have a good scheduling system, but we'll, we'll dive into that in a bit. But if you have a good scheduling system and you have what I would call like little catchy names for each day of the week, it gets your, your clients excited. It gets them in a regular rhythm of knowing what's supposed to be posting or coming up. And, um, it helps you with your strategy for the batch, the batch planning. So for the batch planning, I actually used to do the social media account for a local association in our area that does mm-hmm. just does weddings and events. So I was in charge of the social media. For me, I have a full-time job. I mean, it's in, within weddings, but <laughs> because I was doing social media for a different account other than my own, I don't have time to sit down every day and pull material from the other wedding vendors that are in the association. So batching out was so important to me. And Shannon knows this because she was actually at our last work away last year. Yeah. I was batching for two months at a time, which yep. was amazing. It took me a long time because I was very specific on how I would set things up. Yeah. But I did it for two months in advance and then I could enjoy my summer. I didn't have to worry about posting it. And if I wanted to jump ahead, I could do it within the fall, the previous month of whatever I was going to be posting. Yeah. So it was It was super important to me. And we put in there different posts. We made sure they had different days of the week, specific, you know, titles or specific themes for that day. But it, it's amazing when you get into the actual schedulers that you pay for. You They do have free accounts. Yeah, but, we'll talk about those in a minute. Yeah, we'll talk about those. The better ones are the paid ones. But it's amazing that when you batch it out and you can see it all done, that just release of stress and that relief of knowing that your feed is always going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Your, stories, your stories, you can't, I think you can do them on some you of can the schedule them, but I wouldn't suggest doing it. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't suggest because you can't use say, all the tags and the stickers and the links. Correct. You can't do all of that when you schedule correct. them. So yeah. for that part, for that part, the batching, you can't put it in the scheduler. You can, but it's not as good. So for that part, for your batching, I would make notations on your batching so that it reminds you of what you're supposed to be posting that day for the stories and maybe set a reminder in your phone or on your calendar so you can jump on there every day and just post a little something. Yeah, because so if you only post on Instagram static posts um, in your feed, whether it's a carousel or just a photo, um, you know, if you use your hashtags right, you might get some new people to find you. Um, But if you already have a bunch of followers, posting on stories is a way to engage the people who already follow you. They're more likely to be flipping through stories and see you there. And for those of you who are not creating reels yet, reels is the best way for new people to find you. So, I mean, yeah, the hashtag's good, but the hashtags don't work as strong on static posts as they are on reels. And so it's, you know, I I don't really use my scheduler for reels either. We kind of pre-make them and draft them on our phones. But then we kind of, like you said, Vanessa will kind of leave holes on our Mm -hmm. scheduler for the days we're going to put the reels up. Yep. I think that brings us right into how to stay organized with it and make it make it faster, make it speedier. Yeah, so let's start with the content strategy because I think that's kind of 
an important piece of you having a, you have to have a freaking plan as to what are you going to post about? Oh my goodness. Please have a plan. Don't just do random crap. Well, and I'm going to, I'm going to die. I'm going to jump on the soapbox, jumping up on it. Here's the thing. I need you to never post about holidays. I don't ever want to see happy Thanksgiving, happy Easter, happy new year, unless you are posting seven days a week. Because the amount of times that I opened someone's Instagram, this happened last week, I opened someone's Instagram and it said happy Thanksgiving and it was eight posts back. And I was like, it just shows me how many times you don't post. Right. So, but if you didn't post about the holidays, I also think in the world we live in, in terms of trying to do diversity and include it and be inclusive. Like if you're going to post one religious holiday, you really need to kind of post them all. So I, we have found it as a company, it's more fun to do the random days. Like it's national hot dog day. Yeah. Like donut a good day. Time. Yeah, yeah. We found that it's more fun to have a good time doing that than it is to overly focus on um, the actual holidays. But having that content strategy where you decide what are your content pillars, we're not going into this today, but what are your content pillars? Like, what are the things you're going to consistently post about is super key. If you don't have that organized, it's really hard to do the scheduler. But even with those national holiday, they're not really national holidays, but yeah. you know what I mean? The hot dog days, the donut days, you can add those into your content strategy and make yeah, that course. part of your scheduling. Yeah, it, you could it, say it, twice a month, any, I'm going to go find one of those yeah, days. But it even gives you something to post about. I mean, yep. it's adding to the strategy of give me a theme, give me a topic. So as you're doing your schedule and you're saying, okay, Monday, we're doing this, Tuesday, we're doing this. Oh, there's a national holiday. We can put that in. It gives you something, you know, yeah. you have a picture of a donut bar or you have something, you know, you eating hot dogs or, a, you know, a couple eating hot dogs at their wedding as the after the after yeah. wedding snack, whatever, post it. It's still incorporating something to put up in the feed, but it's also yep. tying into a holiday and showing off your clients or a recent event that you just did. Yeah, I also like to, I know you do this and and my company does this as well, especially when it comes to stories that, you know, we do tip Tuesday and new member Monday. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's so much easier to just know that it's like Tuesday. So we're posting a tip over on the stories on Tuesday. Like, yep. you know, I know you have tasting Tuesday and I have, I have tasting Tuesday, me Monday. Yeah. <laughs> me Monday I, is my day off, but I still post about it. I say like, it's funny because my clients actually know that it's me. Like they know the days of the week. So right. when they start off their emails, they say, I know it's me Monday. I don't respect a response or I know it's tasting Tuesday. So I didn't call because I knew you'd be in tasting. Like, it's so cute, <laughs> but it's like training them that they know what's coming up or when we're busy or when we're not working. So it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's really key when we talk about the scheduling functionality having that content strategy, the plan. I also think it's super important to have your hashtags organized and ready to go. Yes. And I'm trying to remember what creator I saw. It It's a social media strategist creator. And they were actually saying, and this obviously will change. So if you're yeah. listening to this a year from now, it's probably changed. But they were saying that right now, Instagram and Facebook both are pushing hashtag they're pushing the hashtags that are three hashtags or less if it's more than that it's going to get drowned out but they are pushing things that are three or less hashtags yeah so three make sure they're very specific 
Three to five is definitely where um, is our happy place. Obviously, you can use more, but it's kind of because they want you to be super specific. So um, I always suggest, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to have my three to five, you know, but I'm going to put them into five different groupings. So I'm not using the same hashtags every time. So one of them, let's use wedding DJ. One of them, one of my groupings might have Orlando wedding DJ. The next one might have Central Florida wedding DJ. The next one might be Lake County. The next one might be a different city, you know, wedding DJ. And so I always, one of mine is always a location. You know, one of them is a different way to say or or a plural of it, just specific to what your category is. And then it's like, what is it that you're posting about, talking about, whatever. So if it's a tip, if it's a wedding tip in your caption or it's the first dance, what you're talking about, you know, but kind of when I say group them, I want you to have them pre-saved. Now, if you're using these schedulers, you can actually save them in the scheduler. But you can even do this in a note in your phone. So you kind of have them already organized into a few different groups. So because Instagram doesn't want you to use the same ones over and over and over and over again. So you want to be able to kind of rotate through them. But also make sure it ties back to whatever you're posting about. If you're posting about a wedding over in Lake County, but you're tagging it as Seminole oh my County. God. Like, Wait, do you know let's what I mean? talk like, about this. Like, the make amount sure of that times, it actually... Oh. When I go search hashtag Orlando wedding photographer, and it comes up with a crap ton of pictures from Tampa photographers. And they're, it's not that that Tampa photographer came to Orlando and shot a wedding here. They're just trying to rank for it. And it makes me right. mad because your but content is saying. not Orlando. It's not. But also you have to keep in mind, if you're actually targeting certain areas, you need to tag the area of which the photo or the reel is in. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. I'm not going to tag something for Jacksonville if I did a wedding out in Howie in the Hills. Yeah. Which are just for anybody who doesn't know. Two and a half hours away. Two and a half hours away. Like, come on. Yeah. And it it needs to relate back to whatever you're posting. Yeah. So have the hashtags organized, have your strategy ready. And, you know, we're going to talk about some of the schedulers and tools that Vanessa and I use, but this is the best way I can explain it to people when I really try to convince them to sit down and use a scheduler is that if you are going to do, um, let's say tip Tuesday, and you're going to grab a picture or a carousel and a few pictures, and every Tuesday, you're going to do the tips. How long would it really take you if when your wedding photos came in, you were like, oh, I have a good tip for that one. If you just started looking through the photos and pulling the ones that you could create a tip for and you just had a folder ready, right? You got the photos ready. You already know you're going to do it, right? This is why you have to have a strategy. How long would it really take you to grab eight of those photos, add a caption, if your hashtags are pre-saved and ready to go, where you just share your expertise and write the tip? How long would it take you to do eight of them? Uh, 20 minutes? Doesn't even take two minutes to write captions. And AI is a mother effer, guys. If you are if you have a Canva account, Canva has a tool called Magic Write. And you can go into Magic Write and say, write me an Instagram caption that's a dip about, you know, wedding bouquets outside and how they need to be put in water. I don't know. That's terrible. But it will write the caption for you. So... How long will it really take you? And when I say eight posts, if you can schedule eight in and you're scheduling one for each Tuesday, that's two months of Tuesdays that you just covered in less than 20 minutes, two months. So it changes up instead of you having to say, 
oh my God, we have to make so much content all the time. When you start to batch it, you start small and say, I'm going to do twice a week in the feed. And you sit down and you batch out eight posts two times. And then four weeks later, you start getting ahead of yourself, right? And you start keeping doing six or eight at a time. So you're always running ahead. Every time I sit down and do this with a coaching client, they're like, holy shit. Because instead of having to worry about what am I posting on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday this week, when your brain gets focused on, I just have to think about tips for the next eight posts, it's only about tips. Yep. You're not trying to say, I'm trying to do tip Tuesday and wedding, you know, Wednesday and, you know, flower Friday. You're, you instead, So I don't want you to do them in that the regular scheduled order. I want you to do them bulk, like you're doing, we're batching. So we're sitting down. That's exactly how I do baking. If you're doing real weddings on every Wednesday, then pull up your albums with real weddings and knock out all the Wednesdays for the next two months. So what I personally do is I print out, and you can find these on Canva, you can find them on just Google if you want, blank calendars. And I write down what the theme is for every Wednesday, every Tuesday, every whatever. And then as I do all the Tuesdays, I cross it off on the calendar, like with a big Sharpie to make myself feel better, but to also show like this whole thing is done. That whole column right there is done. And then you move on to the next one. And when you're focused and you're zoned in, like Shannon said, on just tips or just real weddings or just bouquets for that, you know, every Friday or whatever then it's, it makes it so much easier because your mindset's already there and you're not jumping from topic to topic to topic and having to like constantly change your mindset. If you're just zoned in on one thing, knock it all out. But I do a calendar. So I write, yeah. you know, we're going to do, um, if we're doing venues, then this week I write the actual venue on the calendar date yep. so that it also keeps me on track of, okay, this week we're doing Mission Inn. The next week we're doing Cypress Creek Farmhouse. Yep. Like I, I write down the venues, but they're all on Wednesday. So as I go through, I know what the next venue I need to make a post about is, but it's all venues. So I, it's just easier for me to just knock them all out. Yeah. I mean, for those of you who don't know me well, I'm a digital junkie. I don't really, I'm not a huge paper girl, but for this, I actually go to the Dollar Tree at the end of the year and I buy a calendar and I hang that calendar in my eye line every day. And so I can see what's marked off and not marked off. So all of a sudden I look up and I'm like, oh crap, I'm almost out of posts. I'll make sure I time block it and sit down and get it done. But this Funny is like- you're, you're a digital girl for this, like this type of stuff. And yeah. I have to write it down. But then when it comes to like, going to bridal shows, I'm an iPad and you're a physical writer. I know I'm a paper, I'm a paper, but I think it's about, for me, it's about the visual of it staying in front of my face. My calendar is already so busy. This is like its own calendar just for social media. And so I could always look and see. All right. So let's talk about some of the scheduler options that are out there. So you can do them directly from the platforms, which the platforms actually prefer just a little bonus tip. Mm-hmm. So in Meta, which is Facebook and Instagram, they will let you schedule it directly on the app. And if you do it that way, the platform actually prefers it. So you're telling the algorithm that you're using their function and it makes it happy and pushes it more. Yeah. So other uh, ones. Wait, hold on before you go on. So I do Facebook in the Meta business suite because it's very easy, high functioning. It's great and easy to use. I will say the meta business suite for Instagram blows. So we 
Um, if you want to organic schedule it within the app, I suggest doing it inside of the actual app. Like mm-hmm. on your phone, you can schedule posts and schedule reels and schedule things like that. You can do it inside of your phone. The meta business suite for Instagram is very clunky. She's very clunky. It might get better, but it's really rough right now. I do all of this from the iPad because it's easier for me. I take my mm-hmm. my pencil and I schedule it. I don't know. It's easier for me to do it on a bigger surface than to do it on my phone. But yes, you can absolutely do it that way. Um, but those same apps can be downloaded to an iPad or a tablet. So yeah. that's what I prefer is how I, I do it. For the paid programs, which you can pay for them, they have free trials, but I will say the paid ones are are better. It gives you more yeah. functions. Later and Planoly are my two favorites. I use I use Later now, but yep. I used to use Planoly. Later just gave me more options. The thing I really like about Later is I can look at the feed from an Instagram like mobile device. It You can actually do that feature where if you click preview, it'll show you the different things that you've scheduled and what your grid would actually look like if someone went to your Instagram. It'll also show you which ones you have pre-scheduled. It'll show you what is um, photos that you've uploaded that you haven't used yet. So mm-hmm. you can easily click on that. So you can upload a full album if you need to upload an album into there and whatever photos you've already used, it'll put in a separate, a separate category. So then you are not doubling back on the same photos over and over and over, but it will let you do the hashtags. It'll let you do the tags. It'll let you tag different businesses. Mm -hmm. I will say it won't tell you if you misspell something (laughs) for tags. So do make sure you write down your vendor tags or your venue tags. Yeah, it's very specific because once it goes to post it, if it's spelled incorrectly, like if you missed an E or an I in something, it doesn't auto correct it. It just puts it as that and then it doesn't go anywhere. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, I mean, like Vanessa said, uh, both of them have a free plan to start. Later is a little bit more expensive than Planoly. They have different features and different functionalities, but both of them are less than $20 a month. So when you keep in mind what you would spend on one of these huge companies or an intern you're paying hourly or whatever, if this allows you to get the time back to be able to manage it yourself, like for $20 a month, you That's get... less than lunch. That's yeah. less than going out to lunch, guys. I mean, really, the yeah. peace of mind of it. And I don't know about Planoly, but later also connects to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. LinkedIn, Pinterest. LinkedIn and Pinterest, right? And TikTok. It do- I, I didn't see that feature. It does, yeah. yep. It connects I think to that's TikTok. really cool. So, I think the you want your other biggest difference if you're listening to this, you know, around when we put this episode out is that Planoly right now has the functionality to auto push reels and TikToks, whereas later does not yet. So, but they're usually right behind each other. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you have to find something, but for less than $20 a month, you can usually schedule 30 to 60 posts, depending upon your, you know, which plan you have. And you know, so you can sit down and bang out 30. If you're only posting a few times a week, it's not that big of a, you know, I mean. They'll get like two months in. 30 can be two every, months. Yeah, if you're not posting every single day, maybe you're doing every other day, that's two whole months that you can yeah. do with just 30 posts. Yeah, I mean, the best reach you're always going to get is not scheduling anything and just sitting down and posting. But you and I both know you're not doing that shit. 
You're not waking up every morning. I mean, I did it during COVID because I had all the time in the world to wake up every morning and come up with some kind of genius, funny, blah, blah, blah post for me to post because I didn't have anything else to do. But on a regular day, I, my feet hit the floor and I shower and eat breakfast and my butt is in the chair and starting to dig through the hundred emails that came in since I stopped working. So, um, so I mean, I'm a really big fan of the schedulers. Uh, I a hundred percent think you should pay the money for it, for the paid version of them. There are other ones out there, you know, there's Hootsuite and some of the other, but these two are both super duper certified by Instagram and Facebook. Like they're, you're not getting punished by using them. Whereas some of those other platforms, they don't always get the reach that um, these schedulers do. So how many times, and we actually learned some of this from when we went to wedding MBA, shout out. How many times a week should people be posting and what should they be posting? Yeah. So let's, I'm going to talk bare minimum. So if you are a, I don't really use Instagram and I suck in this platform and you're the caterer who doesn't listen to this podcast, I hope that haven't posted in 152 weeks. If no, you were, I hope they do listen to this and they realize that they need I mean, to 152. Like my, I, I picked up the phone and called them and was like, are you still open? I, that's I exactly that what I would think if I found it. Sorry for thought, like squirrel braining, but yeah, no, I that's know. what I was or saying. I th- or I thought that they like maybe got hacked and lost their account. That was the other thing like I thought about. So, okay, so bare minimum in your feed on Instagram, which you can then copy over to Facebook, you should be posting your feed twice a week, whether that is a static post, like one image or a carousel post. Reels don't count towards this. So your feed should be twice a week. When it comes to making a reel, you should be making one per week. There's all templates. There's so many cheats when it comes to reels. If you're a wedding venue map member and you're listening to this, I have a whole webinar we did that I can send you the link to go watch. But there's a lot of ways to do really short, simple, easy, teeny tiny reels. So two feed posts a week, one reel per week. And then when it comes to your stories, I want you to only worry about the weekend and only focus on behind the scenes. You're out at events. So remember, I learned this on a podcast. I wish I could remember which one. But the reason it's called stories is because you should be telling a story. So when you post stories, you should always have at least three in the day. And you should think beginning, middle, and an end. So I'm going in to deliver my product. I show the product done, you know, or us building the product, creating the product, whatever it is. But think... I want you to only focus on stories on the weekend because you're already busy with events so you can easily do behind the scenes content. Give them some insight on what it's like to be a DJ for a wedding. Give them an insight on what it's like to be a florist the day of the wedding. I mean, show them the whole process. Even just do a short clip of like packing the car with all of the equipment and all of the things. Yeah. People like that stuff. You think it's just boring because you do it all the time. But you'd be amazed. People watch other people eat on on reels just to watch them eat. Like it's weird, but like they watch them clean their house. It's it's soothing to some people. So yeah, I think what it, we give do some behind the scenes. What we do as an industry, people find fascinating. Like my yeah. boyfriend's friends don't, you know, all of my friends pretty much work in the wedding industry or they know my world. But my boyfriend's friends think what we do is like incredible and they ask all these questions and stuff. So I just mm-hmm. want you to think through, okay, so twice in your feed, one reel per week, and only worry about the stories on the weekend. That is the bare minimum plan. But let's talk about the ideal. If you are trying to grow your account, if you are trying to get leads from this platform, what is the ideal look like, Vanessa? For your feed, you need to post something once a day. 
And that includes the reels. That includes the reels on this one. That includes the reels. Once a day for your stories, at least three slides. So with that behind the scenes, that's perfect. Yes, every day. Every day, three slides. For your reels, three times a week. But you can tie those reels into your feed of once a day. It doesn't have to be a reel every day, but you need to do them three times a week. So if you're posting five days a week or seven days a week, you can do Monday, Wednesday, Friday as reels. And then your other four days do as stagnant posts and yeah. have themes for them. But you can do them as stagnant posts. So then you're posting every day, but you can also incorporate those reels into it to make it part of your schedule. That's the ideal. We know that if you're first starting off, it's not going to be that way. So you can do the bare minimum. But once you get into the swing of things and you get into that being consistent and getting ahead of schedule, start doing the ideal amount and just look at your um, analytics and see the difference of interactions and clicks and things like that. All right. Well, we like to end every single episode giving you some swag. Three action items to add to your to-do list. All right. What's first, Vanessa? Create a strategy for your content that you think you can stick with. Don't Please don't. It's like when people do workout plans. Don't do this crazy plan that you know you're not going to be consistent with. Start with baby steps. Make sure you stay on top of it and make it bite size so that you can eat the whole meal. Yeah. My swag item for you is to think about incremental increases. Um, Same thing. It's like trying to lose weight. You're not going to just flip a light switch and lose 30 pounds this month. So if right now you're posting, you're not posting at all, let's get once a week into the feed post. Like be consistent. Say I'm just going to post Mondays. And after a month of you just doing once a week, then do a small incremental increase and say, now I'm going to do twice a week in the feed. I'm going to do Mondays and Thursdays. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to do stories one day a week, but you're not, if you aren't doing anything right now, unless you've hired someone to manage it for you, you are not going to flip a switch and go do all the things. So I want you to outline a plan of your incremental increases saying, first, I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do that. Building blocks, build a good foundation and build from there. Yeah. The last thing is going to be sign up for a scheduling platform. Check it out. Check out later. Check out Planoly. They do have free versions, so you can dip your toe into it. Once you dip your toe and you get into a regular consistent scheduling, like, you know, you're you're just on top of it, I would say pay for it, to be honest with you. I, I yeah, know Yeah, because it auto-publishes. So that's the most does. important thing. If you're it free, does. you have to push every post. It'll yes. send you a notification, but then you have to manually push it through. The paid versions, it automatically posts it. You don't have to think about automatically. it. Automatically. You schedule it for 9 a.m. It schedules at 9 a.m. and it puts it out at 9 a.m. You don't have to wake up, do an extra step. Once you hit it in there, it automatically does it. So save yourself some time, save yourself some stress. And just don't go out to eat one for one lunch throughout the month. You can pay for the whole month. Mm-hmm. If you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or you made you laugh. Follow, subscribe, and share it with a friend who needs help on Instagram. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes. We are wrapping up this month of what to do in your slow season with our interview episode with Dana Cadwell from Hustle & Gather who is going to guide us through the process of creating your company's mission and vision statements. So we all need, most of us yes. need help there. Yeah, yeah. All right, now go make epic shit happen and we'll see you next week.